everybody. Hello. We are here with boy, oh boy, conversations with Gray and JC Grayson. JC, your voice is still uh still recovering. Not nearly as bad as last week. Much better. Last week was maybe as bad as it got. Like it was at its worst. Today, I have most of my vocal capacity back. Just not enough to say our intro without stumbling. What a shame. I know. That's really, I've been nursing I it forgot. back to good health and it was for naught. Was it? Was there a particular reason your voice was bad? It was, it was just allergies, right? So again, I first thought this has to be something very serious because it felt terrible. Uh, my allergies haven't been that bad ever since I moved to New York and then came back. I don't know why. I just, they were so bad growing up, but they haven't been as an adult. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I assumed I'm sick. I did a COVID test, negative. I went to the doctor for strep, negative. And then they were just like, it's probably allergies. But now having lived the past week and a half, definitely being sick, it, it it's not allergies. I've been taking allergy medication. Every, it, it could not have been allergies. And I'm finally, like the past two days, I've had my full energy back, just not my full voice. Mm-hmm. And I have like some like gunk in my throat. That's disgusting, but it's true. And so, but I feel back to normal. But if I just had the gunk in the throat and like the headache, that kind of stuff, then I'd think allergy. But I've never had allergies wipe me out to the point where it's like, I mm-hmm. don't want to get up. And like the fact that I made it the other day to hang out with you and Steven was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like I did not want to leave. Um, but I did, you know. And we had a great time. Yeah, it was wonderful. Very, very truly. But yeah, so now in hindsight that I'm on the the upswing, I think I was for sure sick. Maybe with, I don't know with what. Brandy didn't get sick. I I have no clue. It was allergies. I just, it was allergies. It doesn't feel like I took all the allergy medication because the moment the doctor told me allergies, I went out and got my decongestant and started taking decongestant. It didn't change a thing. You're normally, feeling wrong. Normally, Your feelings are incorrect. My decongestant works for the 12 hours. It, or at least eight of the 12 hours it claims, you know? But the fact that I got zero relief from it makes me think I was just sick. Zero of the eight hours. Zero of the 12 hours. Zero of the 12. Normally it's eight of the 12 that works when it's allergies, which makes me think maybe it was bad medication or it wasn't allergies. Devastating. That's kind of my thought on it, which is tough because I exposed every single person in my life to whatever I had. But no one else seems to be sick. So maybe it was allergies. I'm doing fine so far. Yeah. I've really, it was also like the weirdest onset I've ever had for feeling ill because I tattooed my mom the day I started to get sick, right? Mm -hmm. So this is already almost two weeks ago. This is 12 days ago. And I tattooed my mom early in the day. Then we went out to a brewery to get food. And then we didn't get back to my apartment till like maybe 10 p.m. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I had to edit the video of me tattooing my mom because we did it so late into the week. So I'm up till like 3 a.m., and around 2.30, all I'm editing the video, my mom's sound asleep in my living room. I just, my throat feels like it swells 10 times its size, and I just, it's in pain. And then I was sick for two weeks. Could it have been just a freak allergic reaction, maybe? maybe. Like, did you eat anything weird? The only thing off is that one of the drinks my mom, like, picked for me to try when we were at the brewery definitely had mint in it. And I'm for mm. sure allergic to mint. But the reaction wasn't immediate. Like, again, like, I feel like if it was something like that, I'm, I'm swallowing the thing. And it's like touching my mouth and stuff. If I have an allergic reaction, usually I puff up right then and there. Why would it then set in four hours later? Maybe because it was like an alcoholic beverage. Maybe. It was working its way through you. Potentially. The but, alcohol kept the inflammation down because it's alcohol. Uh-huh. And then when the alcohol started wearing off, it started swelling up. And who has heard of a two-week-long allergic reaction that just... I don't know. I mean, out of all the, the health concerns you've had, I'd say that's far from the least bizarre. Maybe. Maybe so. But either way, the, the important thing, the happy thing, my voice is coming back. I am worried I've, I've lost certain octaves, okay? Because I can no longer sing along to every song on the Rocky Horror soundtrack, okay? The ones mm-hmm. that Susan Sarandon sings, I can't do anymore. Devastating. It sounds like this when I do, Okay darn yeah it's tough i experienced that pretty much like each work week where monday i'm singing along to the songs in my car and then by Let's wednesday go. i am dying that's so sad 
I'm so sorry. Too much talking at work. Thank you. Too much. A lazy boy job, Grayson. Okay, it's 2024. The I'm year is going to pass it. you by. One of these days, I'm going to get a lazy boy job. Uh, it's just I feel like it's going to be too late. We're going to re-enter our hustle era soon in the 2030s. When have I ever been in a hustle? No, era? no, no. I mean the world at large. Oh, I see. You know, we were in like a hustle and grind era throughout the 2010s. Then COVID really just shoved us into a lazy era, in my personal opinion. You know. I don't know. I still feel like I get a lot of the like hustle grind mentality out of people. But you work in a very specific atmosphere. I guess. But in the same sense, I work in a very specific atmosphere where it's the opposite of hustle grind. It's take time for yourself, like right. prioritize your mental health. And it's very different environments we work in. Very much so. Very, very much so. But Gray, the Gray, you have a new environment that you're spending a lot of your life in. I guess you could call it an environment. It's its own little ecosystem. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where you were going with that, but now I understand. I mean, we talked a lot about it, or I guess we built up a lot to it last week with the podcast. Yeah. Grayson, what's the car situation? Listen, okay. To give a, a little recap, a little mini recap, I let my coworker drive my car once. She busted it. I take it to the mechanic. The guy's like, you got to get a new engine or get a new car. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Let me tell you. He was right. I start panicking on, I think, Thursday. Okay. Because that's when I get it into the mechanic. I get the car back. I start panicking. I'm like, man, I need to find a new car, like, now. Yeah. So I get in contact with you. I get in contact with other people that I know that are into cars. And I'm like, hey, listen, any advice, any idea what I should do? Luckily, um, your dad is just a car buying genius. My father, James P. Cola? The one and the same. Oh, my goodness. He's just a pro at buying specifically Toyotas. That's right. And also, additionally, luckily, my coworker, Jesse, his sister-in-law, works at a Toyota dealership here in Austin. Let's go. So, so you got a free Toyota? Yeah. Nice. Free. No. Oh. Um, I, I messaged Jesse. He's like, yeah, no, actually, my sister, she works down at the Toyota dealership down South Austin. Mm-hmm. turns out to be the same Toyota dealership that's right by you. Very close to um, me. But he's like, you want me to just like text her right now? I was like, yes, please. Absolutely. She, uh, he texts her. Texts her. Texas. Texas. Texts her. Uh, I, I get her number and then we set up like an appointment. I'm like, hey, can I come by like three? Your dad at the same time is offering like, your parents are willing to like drive up to Austin to help me buy a car. Which they is- want to find stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> My mom, she doesn't work. My dad, he he doesn't work on the weekends. And it was a weekend, so. True. You know? But I work on Saturdays. That is tough. Yeah, that is very conundrum. tough. But they were so kind to offer. But I would never make them do that because that's like a crazy. That's just. It wild. was also compounded by the fact that I wouldn't have been able to join. Because I feel like if I was there, at least it's like, oh, well, then I get to spend the day with my parents. But it was like, I, was, I already had a packed weekend. You yeah. Know? So it, it would have just been me and your parents, which they're great people. I get along amazing. with them great. They're fantastic. But also, it would have been a little weird. It'd be tough. But very kind of them to offer. And your dad was so stinking helpful. He like researched a bunch of rates so that I knew kind of like what I should be paying, kind of the ballpark, what I should sue for, a whole bunch of stuff, which was fantastic. And then every time I had a question, I would just give him a call and be like, "Hey, so this is what they're telling me now," and he'd be like, mm, "Maybe ask them about this." Mm-hmm. All through the whole buying process. So that was super super helpful. But I get to the dealership like 3 p.m. It takes like five hours. Of like looking through cars, talking about rates, yada, yada, yada. And you were on the phone with my dad all five hours? No, no. Oh, okay. No, just on and off every once in a while when I had a question. But eventually I did make a selection. I made a selection. I I figured it out. I'm leasing a car. You're leasing a car? I'm leasing a car. I can't believe they let you scam you like this. Honestly, you're right. Yeah, I never thought I'd be the guy to lease a car. Should have listened to Bob. Maybe I should have. Maybe. But I think it made sense the end of the day because rates right now and everything just financing a car does not make sense mm-hmm. leasing a car barely makes sense mm-hmm. but i think it made more sense at that moment especially with how fast i needed to get a car and my dad i've talked to him a few times since he was helping you out with this whole thing he was very impressed that you thought of the thing about interest rates and how in three years three years three years you could hopefully get a better deal didn't even cross his mind you know i don't know I just don't a know. combined genius okay truly mm-hmm because he, he knew a lot. He kind of like told me what to ask. Because mm-hmm. like I would not have asked about like a million different things regarding rates and different things that I could do. Yeah. If he hadn't brought it up. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, he was so stinking helpful. It was great. But Again, I made a selection. Dealt many times with a Toyota. It's his <laughs> car, my mom's car, their old cars, my sister's car, my sister's other car, my car. Toyotas are where it's at. Because even the mechanic recommended a Toyota. So 
It's the Kola family way. You've been indoctrinated. Truly. Well, my brother also drives a Toyota. Let's go. Um, But I made a selection. I'm leasing a 2024 Toyota Camry. Shouts out. And it's a gray color, and it looks super pretty. It's dark gray. It looks quite nice. And you're getting a vanity plate, I hear? No. Oh, okay. I'll just get the place. Hypothetically, if you were, what goes on the vanity plate? Beats me. I don't know what the options are. I mean, Cola was available, so like, it's not like... Oh, it's I thought you meant because you have a grapefruit. Oh, like the image no, no, no. I meant like the word or numbers. I would want gray. Gray. What What spelling? G-R-E-Y. G-R- that one probably is taken is my guess. But, but you, we can check. Yeah. It's not hard. So. But we'll have to see. Um, I would need a like, I, I want a fancy picture though. I want mm-hmm. something like your grapefruit. But I don't Honestly, know I if there. gray is available, you should do it because it's probably not going to be available for long. No, probably not. Yeah. If it is available, then I, I simply must. We must look after the podcast. Truly, truly. But I made my selection, signed the lease. You showed up right at the end, which was fantastic because I was very lonely and tired. But you showed up. This was like, by the way, part of why I showed up so late is I was really just trying to convince myself to get up and actually go because I just felt like absolute dog shit what the heck you should have said something i, I mean you even asked i mean did you see how many fisherman friend cough drops i popped in the I 20 minutes just, i was there i thought that was just because your throat was hurting i didn't know it was like your whole body you know yeah they're connected you know <laughs> i suppose so yeah. i suppose the throat is a part of your body um but yeah shout out to jesse's sister debbie she's great let's go debbie we left some great reviews for her we sure did absolutely but man leasing a car is expensive there goes my whole pay raise. <laughs> I mean, again, Plus some. it's kind of like ideal that it's not before the pay rate. Oh, for sure. You know, if it was before the pay raise. I don't know what I would do. Like, yeah. Cry, probably. So there was no crying this time. No, no crying. That's fortunate. You know, um, that's so good. I'm mostly just happy I got it on real quick turnaround. Yeah. Because it was like my car broke. Next day, new car. I was just kind of blown away by how much you're... Because I know how much, like, my lease is not as much as yours, my monthly payment. Like, kind of like... I mean, it's like it's like $100 less a month, you know? And is that just because of the time that, we, like, me and my family did it? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you just... You had your car break down at, like, one of the worst times possible? Yeah. That's so Well, because so used sad. cars are obscenely expensive, mm-hmm. and rates are obscenely high. Can you not do a shorter lease than three years? Three years is the, how the lease is okay, okay, Yeah, it's okay. just you do it for three years. That makes sense. I can hypothetically change it out for a different lease, like, within that time. Like, if I get tired of the car and want to release a yeah. different car, then I could do that. But, yeah, no, not really. That makes sense. Um, But I got the new car. Congratulations. Driving around. It's going to cost massive. me a fortune. One day it's going to say gray. Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. Potentially. Potentially. But we'll see. We'll see, Gray the Gray. But congratulations on your brand new automobile. I'm getting around in style now. Exactly. Exactly. Many people name their new automobiles. Are you in the, the habit of doing so, giving names no, to your cars? No, because uh, here's the thing. My old car, I really like my old car. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a cool color. It was like a black, but it was also blue. Mm-hmm. And it, it always drove really well until it broke down. Wow. It was a good car. It's a pretty I really big it. until, you know. Yeah, but it, like it, it worked it, great till it didn't. It I worked mean, yeah. great until it literally fell apart. That's fair. It worked fantastic up until it just could not function anymore. It would have been awesome if like it was a spectacular, like you were safe and everything, of course, but it was a spectacular like falling apart, like it's a wheels actually came off the vehicle because then you could say you literally rode it till the wheels fell off. But now you can't do that. I almost did. Because let mean, me tell you, driving it to the dealership, uh-huh. accelerating, oh, it was terrible. And the noises it was making, I didn't think I was going to make it. I heard you had to take the highway to get to the car dealership, and you couldn't go above 40. Well, um, I could make it above 40. Okay. I could. But the amount of time it would take me to accelerate to that point, I could get it up to maybe 60. Uh-huh. But it would take me like two minutes of acceleration, foot all the way down, Let's of my car go. screaming at me. So, like, I didn't want to get it that fast because I think it would have fallen apart at that point. And then it would have fallen apart at a decently high speed on a highway. Yeah. Which is tough. It would have been really tough. Mm-hmm. But I still got, like, 1500 bucks for it on the trade-in. Let's go. wild because barely it, ran. I don't know if it was quite worth, but, you know, that's, that's Toyota's problem, not yours. Yeah, it's Toyota's so. problem. Exactly, Gray the Gray. Egg, exactly, but no name for the car. 
is the takeaway here. Yeah, because if I named my old car, oh my goodness, I would have paid the like seven or eight thousand to replace the engine for sure. Really, you would have become too attached. Yeah, I, I would have been way too attached. But the whole even point... turning it in, mm -hmm. driving away, I was like, man, I'm gonna miss that thing because I didn't, I didn't really say like yeah. goodbye to it. You know, it I served me really well. I didn't name the red Prius, but God, did I love the red Prius? You know, mm -hmm. um, but but also. Toyota, part of the reason you got a Toyota is because of how reliable and long-lasting they are. This is like getting a brand new puppy and not naming it then. I don't know. I only have the like, three-year lease, so I will drive it to it till it dies if I end up financing it after the lease. Okay, okay, okay. If I don't finance it after the lease, then I'm done with it in three years. But that's such a... So you think naming it would keep you from parting ways at the three years even? Potentially. That's so sad. Why don't you give it a bad name so you won't want it? No... No, you don't want to name it gray, but with an A. Absolutely not. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. Well, that's tough. I hope it. It. So, what do we call it? Grayson's car. Grayson's car. Okay. I'll take some getting used to, but I'll try my best. Okay. Okay. I think I think we can make do. I really do gray the gray. Listen, on the topic of cars. I, I've been doing it to myself, I guess, but my algorithm on particularly Instagram has been really, I mean, it, it's been inundated now with just dash cam footage of accidents because they will just catch my attention and I will scroll and scroll. And maybe part of it's I was sick and didn't want to get out of bed anyways for this past week. So just went hand in hand with that. But I would just sit there for not intending to but then like a half hour has gone by of me just watching car accidents on dash cam footage and it really changes your perspective the next time you go on the road after being introduced to all these or i guess rather this side of social media you know a quick aside on that yeah you have told me several times about like your instagram feed and it like having things on it yeah i gotta tell you i don't get that yeah because for me my instagram feed has been consistently like four things forever Landscape uh -huh. paintings, Lego builds, uh -huh. Minecraft builds, uh -huh. and e-girls. Do you ever nothing else? <laughs> I'm so happy you have that last one thrown in. Uh, do you ever consider that it's just you're a stable person? Maybe you maintain your interests. Me, I went through fifty different career options by the time I was fourteen. You know, my parents bought me a drum kit. You know how many times I played it? Zero. I played the drums a bunch before then. I would go to lessons every week. The moment I had the drum kit, stopped. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was That's a lot so of funny. stuff like that. That was just one example, but it was many things like that. The only consistent stuff has been drawing and pro wrestling, okay? And even the pro wrestling one is not as consistent as I would have liked it to have been, you know? So it's tough. Now my passion, car crashes. Interesting passion. Thank you. Thank you. But no, because I really, I've gotten, I used to be so terrified of driving when I started, but now that I have to drive as an adult, basically every day of my life and i'm a lot more comfortable with it i'm not a scared driver i don't think i just kind of it's just a thing i do mm -hmm. um but the fear is kind of reintroducing itself slowly and slowly because uh, it, it's just so, so many terrifying accidents you know and i have also had the fear of driving reintroduced by getting a new car yeah that will also do it it was momentary when i got my new car last year there was a good week where i was terrified like something cannot happen not now, at least, you know, but it'll, it'll pass. It'll pass. I hope, I hope so. Shoot, I'm paying a hundred less a month than you. So yeah, no, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit more of an investment here for me. I'm surprised my laugh was able to go that high right there, honestly, in the current state of my voice. You're recovering. I mean, maybe. Yay. Maybe so. Or that just took a toll and my throat's going backwards It's going now. all the way down now. Yeah, that'd be really unfortunate. But no, it's definitely made me more timid of a driver because there's just this crazy, crazy, like the, the worst one I saw was like, it, the worst are when the driver like behind the dash cam is completely well-intentioned because so many of them are just like not nice drivers who are like refusing to let someone over and like trying to prove a point and it like they're not at fault but also it could have been avoided if they weren't like such a jerk yeah exactly um but there are ones where the person is legitimately trying to do the right thing but it still results in their death um but it was just like a crushing between two 18 wheelers it was just disgusting it was so sad um that was the one that stuck with me the most. But there, there are a whole bunch. A whole bunch of them, Gray the Gray. You, you watch any car accident videos? 
No, no, can't okay. say I do. Okay, fair enough. Fair, like some of them are just like entertaining to watch where it's like, you know, someone just turned where they weren't supposed to and obviously they caused an accident. Because why wouldn't you cause an accident when you turn left when it's red? You have a red arrow, you know? Mm -hmm. But the the really, really gruesome ones are, are the ones that stick with you. So, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But enough about cars, okay? Let's talk about our personalities, right? We talked about how yours has been consistent, or rather your interests at least have been consistent for a while. You said since how long that's been your Instagram feed? Man, I don't know. As long as I can remember. Since birth, let's say. Since as long as Instagram had a proper algorithm, I guess. Okay, so since Instagram's birth or something. Grayson, you introduced me to a topic, or not a topic, to... I guess maybe it is technically a topic. The the idea of personality tests, or at least more, I don't know. What what would you call Myers Briggs? Because it's it's a more serious personality test. But at the end of the day, it's still a personality test. It's uh, zodiacs with a veil of science. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. I'd say a lot more in a veil of science. No, I wouldn't call it a veil of silence. I'd say zodiacs. If you had everyone fill out a survey to determine their zodiac. You know, it's that I think it's incredibly different, but no, same deal. Because um, obviously I was obsessed with personality tests back in like grade school, making Facebook quizzes. Mm -hmm. Everyone did. Right. Which Glee character are you? Which chocolate bar are you? I was making quizzes on the daily back in the third grade. You were making the quizzes. I made a lot of quizzes on Facebook quizzes. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, but Listen, I don't even remember, like, because I remember making them and naming them and choosing the photos, but I never remember actually, like, how you determine which is which. Like, in hindsight, I'd really like to go and sit with my, like, eight-year-old self and think, why is this person a Reese's, you know? No, 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 you don't understand. The way the quiz worked is it's which ch chocolate candy are you, and then you just select it. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick which one of these is your favorite. Oh, That's the Reese's are my favorite. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess also what could be done is that, like, it, you, you ask a legitimate question, you know, like, what's your favorite color? And, like, you know, just four options. And if the first one's green, maybe green correlates to a, a Mike and Ike. So you just put a photo of a Mike and Ike below it. And everyone that relates to the Mike and Ike, you just put the photo of the Mike and Ike below it. So if you want a secure result, you got it. Thoughts? Consideration. That sounds like a really effective quiz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, Grayson, Myers-Briggs, 16 personality types. Everyone knows them. They're in, like, everyone's Instagram bios at this point. Or they were, like, two years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. I took the quiz for the first time back in high school when you told me to. And we were at the tender age of 17 in art class. And from that point up until maybe the age of 21, 22... I would get ISFJ hyphen T, which is what, Gray the Gray? That's intuitive, uh huh, sensing, feeling. I thought the first one's introverted. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, okay, my Introverted, bad. sensing, feeling, judging, and then the dash T is for turbulent. That's exactly right. Making me a turbulent defender, okay? They always make you pick your gender when you fill out the quiz. Um, so it gives you a little like anim like a little like cartoon person that'll look like you. I always put male, and I still get the female nurse. I think there's only a female cartoon for the Defender, which is sad. Okay, this feels... I, I think they are, like, pre-gendered for each of the types. No, it says... Because basically when it says gender, it says in print... I took it last night is why I know this so oh, fresh yeah. in my head. It's put in parentheses um, that we only ask your gender for your for your image or whatever for your cartoon oh i feel like that's a new thing because i don't remember that really okay 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 well then that kind of lines up because f for the past i i guess two years or so i've taken the test i think twice in both times i haven't gotten defender what's changed is the the s the s is changed into an n making it an i n f j and i think that's what i said right um, but basically, it became this thing called the advocate. And, and, and again, that lines up where maybe I just haven't gotten Defender since they made a male nurse. And I have to tell you, Grayson, this is the second time. I was hoping I'd go back to Defender this time. That's why I took it last night. I'm like, enough time's passed. It's been like a year and a half or so since the last time I took this test. Let me see if I'm back to my roots. Let me see if it's back to my Defender nurse lady. 
and it wasn't. And what's crazy is that the first time I took the Myers-Briggs test, I was like blown away a little bit. Like on one hand, it's like, how blown away can you be? You just took a survey and it's like repeating the stuff to you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it does like, it has some like insightful, cool stuff, especially the first time you see it. And I was blown away by like, oh my gosh, no, like this is pretty much like every single part of it is me. I cannot say the same about this advocate. I read it and I'm like, maybe I've changed. Like I'm an adult now, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've been out of college for a few years. Maybe I've like actually like grown, developed. I have a different like m cartoon now. I'm I'm this weird green guy in a robe, you know. He's not green. The robe is green though. He has a white beard. Mm. And I read it and I'm like, I don't relate to any of this. Like it's not like a few things here and there are off. It's like I don't I don't agree. I don't know why it put me here, you know. Mm. Like some of I think I wrote down some of the ones that were like that threw me off the most. Um. Let's see. Oh, it said that the advocates are very principled people. And I don't think I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this to be self-deprecating, but I don't think I'm like a very principled person, right? Like I have my routines and I like sticking to them and I like following like rule sets. Mm -hmm. But if those rules change, I'm going to adjust to the new rules, you know? Right. It's less about principle, more about like scheduling and. Yeah. It's not like routine, I have these routine like. Routine is the right, the right word, I think. Yeah. Where it's less like I'm principled in the sense of like, I'm going to fight for what's right and everything. You know, I'll complain about stuff, but I'm going to get used to it. I'm not going to fight for change to happen, you know? Mm. And that's like a, like the biggest part of the advocate. It's in that it's advocate is the name. Mm -hmm. What am I advocating for? <laughs> okay. And so I just don't. And so the one thing that changed is it went from, what is it? Absurd. S to N. As sensing to in intuition, intuitive. Yeah, ISFJ to INFJ. So the thing that changed is it went from observant to intuitive. Sensing. I guess whatever it was online said observant when it when I was looking at oh, it. Okay. But maybe it's just like the same. I mean, S is for sensing, but yeah. N is for intuitive for some reason because they don't make sense. Oh, I have no clue. But my thought is that like, I maybe I'm just answering the questions wrong now. You know, does that? It's very possible. You don't have to take just the one on 16 types. You can take it somewhere else. Well, too. that's the thing. Last night after I did the 16 type one, I was just so fed up. Like why? I don't, I feel like I should at least kind of relate to the thing I'm reading, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, that'd be a cool thing to be like, oh no, I am like changing as a person. Like that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. But I want to be able to recognize it and be like, yeah, I agree. Not like that's not me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I took another test and I got the fender. Right. And so my thought about why I might be changing up is that the the whole things about like intuition or like I guess intuitiveness however you would phrase it with this um, is it keeps asking questions about like theories or like theoretical like it, it asks questions about how you would deal with theoretical situations or theoretical blah 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 and I think I've been giving myself too much credit with like theoretical things and, and like pre-planning and blah it's stuff like that mm -hmm. where it's I think the definition that the test is wanting to use is someone who's very thoughtful about like all the many ways one decision can branch off and like have a bunch of different results and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas in my head, when I think theoretical, I, I don't know. I don't know. I had this more clear in my head last night when I it was like 2am and I was half asleep, but I don't, I, I feel like that's kind of, my guess is that I'm misunderstanding those questions. That would make sense. Because yeah. if I had to guess an S versus an N for you, I would say an S. Yeah. And it's that's the, the, it's the smallest margin too, right? Between the two compared mm -hmm. to any of the other traits. Like, because I, I have it saved in my email from when I first took the test back in 2017. And it's only off by like four, I think like four percentage points or something like that, uh, which is not a lot. But apparently it changes a lot with your results, which is kind of insane. Yeah. So who's to say, Gray the Gray? What Just say stick you? with Defender. Just stick with no, the S. I'm going to, you know? Because, I mean, again, if there was, like, any part of the advocate that I felt like, you know what? This part still sticks with me. It's just, it doesn't feel right. I like that you're ISFJ because it also makes you my exact opposite. Really? Yeah, because I'm ENTP. You know who I'm also the exact opposite of? 
Who's that? Dr. Will Kirby, winner of Big Brother. He's ENTP? Yeah. Darn right. That's Well, that's what ChatGPT said. I also stayed up for like 30 minutes asking ChatGPT for who they thought like the different um, Myers-Briggs results would be for Big Brother winners. And, and I was like trying to make sure it wasn't just giving the same one for every single person. And it wasn't. It was like being thoughtful about it, which I appreciated. That's very And funny. Dr. Wills was the opposite of mine. Um, which is discouraging in a sense of like, I'd like to be on Big Brother. But also, Casey Clark's win Big Brother. And they're boring, but they win. You know, and that can be me. Hmm. That's the hope. That's the goal, Grayson. So, yeah, that's kind of the state of me and my Myers-Briggs. Don't take it too much to heart. I it's a bunch of nonsense. Taking it to heart. Like, again, I accepted a couple, like, however long ago it was when I took it and it changed me to advocate a while ago. I accepted it. But a little begrudgingly. This time I took the test with more open uh, of a... I, I don't know. Yeah, a, a more open mindset where I was like, I'm ready to have a change. I'm ready to fully embrace whatever it gives me. I wasn't. Or maybe I was ready to and it was just wrong. That's very J so, of you. Very J of That is my highest trait. You yeah. know how I said there's a very small gap in the, the, the second letter? Mm-hmm. My J is at 80 to 95% yeah, that at makes all times. Sense. That falls into like the routineness of you. So, yeah. But this is how we live Gray the Gray. This is how we live. Uh, let me look through my notes for what else we have to talk about this week. Oh, I know. Grayson, you've been looking at it this whole podcast. Yeah, your face is messed up. Yeah. Again. My, my Myers-Briggs personality isn't the only thing that's changed recently. My face is deformed, I'd say. Basically the hunchback in Notre Dame at this point. I, I don't know why my back is uh up up for grabs here it's it's just my face it's limited to my face i hope but i do have this gross like gash under my eye essentially and i can show you photo right now it's not so bad it's kind of just a scab it's a very noticeable scab because it's under my my left eye you know that character from the goonies no i've never seen the goonies you've never seen the goonies i have not next movie night we're watching the stinking goonies really yeah i have a, a feeling i'm not gonna like it if i'm being honest oh it's it's, it's nothing like kids incredible movie. it's just a fun little movie exactly i don't go out of my way to watch fun little movies it's a fun little movie granted i don't go out of my way to watch any movies this was it the morning i woke up and i was like what is i had no clue something was going to be wrong with my face okay and i woke up and i looked like that and mm-hmm. I mean, you can describe for the listening audience. It's just it's an open wound, essentially. Yeah, it's like a. I, it looks like here it is all zoomed in. No, thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, it looks like you know, you know, when you get like a scratch on your knee and it's like really bad, but then it starts going away, and then it becomes just a little bitty scab with some red around it. Mm-hmm. It looks like that, but right under his eye. Yeah, which is a concerning spot for it. Especially if it were to get infected, because it's like, that's so close to my brain, you know? What happens then? Um, That was my thought, at least, when I woke up that morning. Yeah. And basically, I know when I wake up immediately why my face looks like this. And that's because the, not the day before, but the day before that, I had had the genius idea to finally take action and get rid of this little, like, oil buildup under my eye. And I didn't know what it was really. It's not a. It wasn't like a blackhead or it wasn't like a pimple. It's been there for like probably a couple years now. But it's like this like clearish bump under my eye, and it's just like kind of annoying. I see it every day. I feel it a whole bunch. And I was hoping that me taking care of my skin with just skincare would get rid of it, and it hasn't over the past couple of years. And looking online, it's the the closest thing to it is this thing called milia. I think it's called M I L L I A. Or maybe there's only one L in there, but. Whatever that is, is what I assumed it was. And still kind of assume it is. So I have had great luck getting rid of blackheads. This is disgusting. I hate also the name blackheads to describe like a thing on your face is crazy. I don't like that. You know, like there should be a, a like how pimple is kind of a gross word. Blackhead is like that. There should be an acne version of blackhead. Do you not agree? Like a more clinical term for it? Yeah, and there probably is one. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. I don't know either. But I know there is. Okay, well, I'll need to find out what that is. It's like sebaceous filament. Yeah. 
And so blackheads, I've used to really struggle with. They'd be on my nose a whole bunch. It was disgusting. And my mom got me this device, this suction device called the June Julian suction blackhead. Did you get it from the Black Friday store? No, this was years (sighs) before we even knew about the Black Friday store. I was in Syracuse, New York when I got this. And I, it, at first, I couldn't really get it to work that well, and I didn't use it for a couple of years. But since I've been in Austin, I tried using it again, and I realized all it takes is a couple of uses. Like, you use it once to, like, kind of loosen it, and, like, it makes it all red and everything because it's a bunch of suction, so it, like, kind of bruises a bit. And then you do it again, like, a few days later, and it'll come out. And it's been great. It's been awesome. And so I think, wow, I've had such great success with that. Why don't I try it with this milia thingy under my eye? And I try using it, and immediately I realize, ooh, these settings are too high. Because, you know, the skin under your eye isn't quite the same as your nose. Mm-hmm. And I was using my nose settings. And by the end, I had not removed it, but I had made it. Like, I, I thought this was, like, the loosening ep- episode, right? We, like, we tried again in a few days, and we'd actually get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really, like, kind of, like, bruised up and stuff for the next day. And so when I went out with Brandy that next day, I just put a tiny bit of makeup on top of it. Cause it like, it stood out a bunch. Right. Cause like, it looks like I got punched in the face. Um, and so that's when I wake up the next morning and it looks all disgusting in an open wound. So that's my bad. How silly. I apparently wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, and I freak out. In my head, I'm like, I can't have another infection. I don't know if this is infected. I don't think it's infected. It might be infected. Who knows? It's really close to my head. I don't have good luck with infections. This is terrible. Also, it's on my face. I'm going to look disgusting. And oh my gosh, what if it like scars really badly or like doesn't go away or it spreads like to more of my face? Scars are cool. You know, I, not right under your eye like that. You know, it's not like across my face like Anakin. It's just going to be like a dark blob under my eye. That's not cool. That sounds lame. It could still be pretty cool. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to scar either. I don't think. Because I, from that moment, I just, first thing I did is I got out my, I like it's like a topical healing ointment for infections because I've had so many. I have, I have two of these things, like full tubes of it. And I start putting it on that, that little like wound under my eye. And I think, wow, what's happening? And I'm freaking out. I'm panicking. And I do as any rational boy does in that moment. I contact uh, my local skincare expert. I contact Jenny. Darn right. And I sent her an essay, like giving her all the background about what happened, what my face looks like, everything. And a couple hours go by and I'm freaking out like, oh my God, Jenny hates me. Jenny's not going to, I sent Jenny too many words. And eventually Jenny responded with just the most weightlifting message I'd ever received, Grayson. Okay. First thing she was like, Perfect. You're already putting on the right stuff. That's what I was going to recommend, um, which is good. You know, that was like my, my, which I don't know how she was going to recommend it. It's like a behind the counter, like drug. Like I would have had to get a prescription. I just fortunately already had it. Mm-hmm. And she also recommended some other balm as well. Like it's a, it's a more like holistic one that's supposed mm-hmm. to help with the like bursted. I think it's burst like blood cells, whatever happens when you get bruising, right? Whatever happens underneath capillaries yeah all that kind of stuff it's supposed to make those go away quicker so she she also recommended something for that and was basically saying that that blackhead remover is it's just it's too much for how thin the skin is under the eyes Mm -hmm. and what she thinks happened is that it probably caused an open wound and and like it like maybe like blistered or something and and popped during the night was her guess Mm mm-hmm or something to that effect. And that's why it looks so kind of like gnarly in the morning. And so she recommended keeping up with all that stuff. Just keep applying it until it's gone. And she was also very impressed. I did have said blackhead remover, by the way. She was, so that's good. Shout out to my mom for that. But she said that the milia stuff, like if that is what it actually is, you can't suction it away. Like even if it's like on your, I don't know if it can be on your nose, but if it was, can't get rid of it with that. You got to just use a needle. Um, and go and that should get rid of it which would have been a lot easier than all this you know so right now i i'm horribly marked under my eye and i apologize to anyone who comes into contact with me i bought bandages to cover it but i move i have a lot of facial movements i've learned even when i'm just at my apartment by myself and so it just falls off Mm. it's just i can't do it you know devastating it is a little devastating 
I'm a little interested in what the the little like bump that you're talking about is. Is it like, was it ever like visible, like poking through the skin, or was it all under the skin? No, like you can feel it. It's a bump. Okay, yeah, yeah. but like, was it ever visible, or was it just all under skin? In in what sense? What do you mean by that? Well, because like blackheads, they're very visible. Well, yeah, but I like I I don't know if you heard or maybe I didn't say it earlier, but it was like, it was like clear, you know, like it was like my skin tone kind of bump. Like blackheads have a black dot in the middle of them, mm-hmm. you know. This was like just a whitish clear. Like unless you're close up to my face, you're not gonna see it, right? Got but, it, but there I'm was like a up. dot. Yeah, like there's a look. Look, I'll, I'll pull up the thing that I thought it was because it looks basically like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's exactly what it was. Like one of those. Oh, okay. look up milia. Uh, only with one L. They're also called milk spots. Milk spots, Grayson. Uh, they, I was curious because I get things like where they're bumps, but it's always along my jaw. But there's uh, nothing like visible associated with it. And they're typically a little bit larger. Uh huh. Something like that. They don't get red. It's not just regular acne. No, it's not like re- it might be acne, but just so stinking deep that it never really Ooh. emerges. Yeah. But sometimes like it gets so annoying that I'll like really try and force out and then I can like pop it out. But do you I, think it's I just do like the same thing with like the needle scarring from always picking at your chin and stuff? No, it's definitely not scarring because it it goes away. You know, oh, like it'll I see, show I up see. and then go away. Again, like it's this definitely is a, some type of oil buildup under my skin or something. This is an ideal question for Jenny. No, yeah, she'd be the one. I haven't had it recently, so I'm okay. hoping it just stays gone. I think what it was was when I would shave more frequently, mm-hmm. the amount of time like it would spend poking through that it would just inflame my skin yeah so now that i like mostly just trim it down to really short it spends less time poking through my skin that makes sense doesn't inflame as much that's, that's so my good. thought at least well you figured it out you don't even need jenny i still have you, no idea what it was do her job basically is what it sounds like absolutely not oh okay 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 i need to get more salt palmetto you you're out i'm out that's messed up you didn't even order it immediately if I run out of my Saul Palmetto, I order it on Amazon right then and there. I'll, I'll even right do it a couple days early if I realize I'm running out. Right oh, my goodness. It's most common among newborns, my stuff. If it Again, if it is the milia milk spot things. Most common on newborns. It usually resolves within days to weeks. Well, then that's not me then. I don't know because it's been there for a real long time. Who Who's to say gray the gray? Either way, if I could go back in time, I would have just left it alone. It was a lot less noticeable than what's on my face. At this very moment, you know, but Grayson, I have to issue a final thank you to Jenny for saving my life. Okay. Thanks, Jenny. We appreciate you. We always do. We always, always do. She's a lifesaver and genius. But listen, I need to talk about faces a little bit more, right? Because, okay, let's go back to my my whole topic about my algorithm on Instagram. Because you know what's finally reached my feed, Grayson? What's that? All that shit about mewing and mogging. You're finally getting the mogging? Yeah. Like, because you and Bim and Chargle, like, were talking about it constantly during the Disney trip. And I just, like, had no clue. Like, I I gathered it was something you were doing with your mouth and your face because you would do, like, silly faces whenever you were talking about it. Mm -hmm. But I had no clue what this was. Was this, like, an internet thing? Was this, like, just a three of you guys thing? I mean, unless you set a trend back in early January, mogging is now all over my feed. And it's like, guys, I wasn't even part of it back in January, right? But I'm already, it's like, you guys are late to the party. Okay, I can't join now, you know? You missed out. I guess so. I guess so. But shouts out to the mewers and the moggers out there. Or are they bad? Should we feel sympathy for them? Probably. Okay. They seem like very deeply unhappy people. Yeah. Yeah, like the examples I found online, not examples, but like the videos I was seeing online, it, like, there was the one like ultra attractive, like Giga Chad image of it, right? But then everything else was just like a dork, you know? I don't know if that, that registers. I don't know. The I mean, videos... a lot of it is it's a bunch of dorks who feel really self conscious and want to look nicer. Mm hmm. That, Compy me Good okay no i don't i would never take a suction device to my face in an attempt to do that no um damaging your eye permanently yeah dude i was so terrified because like 
It didn't look in, as bad in the photo I showed you because technically that's not exactly what it looked like when I woke up because I forgot to wash off the makeup I put on top of it the night before. So it looked disgusting when I woke up and there was like, this, like I didn't realize it was just the makeup looking all bad. To me, it looked like my skin was all swirled mm. and like chewed up inside of it. And thankfully not. It was just a regular open wound on my face. Not a, I don't, I don't even know, like a charred look. It was just disgusting. Okay. It was not pleasant, but my face, hopefully it will recover. Hopefully a week from today, it, it won't even be there. You know, it'll be gone. Maybe thoughts. Fingers crossed. I have them crossed gray the gray. I Don't really lie like do that. I can see you. The listening audience, they can't see you. Don't lie to them like that. What is get this? On it. Go get on it. What is this? Cross your fingers right now. That's what's happening right here. That is not crossing your fingers. You're They're barely basically touching the tips. I don't have that great control. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Listen. Grayson, we had a movie night with Steven. We alluded we to it earlier. Did. What movie did we watch? Pulp Fiction, which was Steven's pick. It was a good pick on his part. Yeah. So when I was there, I told you guys that I had never watched it before, right? But the two of you had. Mm-hmm. You know what I learned today? What? Steven had never watched it. You're kidding. Yeah. And I was like, Steven, I thought you told me that you had never watched it. And he said, no, I was telling you Grayson never watched I No, sorry. I said to Steven today. Steven, I thought you said you had watched it. Because in my head, the day we watched it, I felt bad because I was the only person who hadn't seen it. Because that was what I was told by the two people I was watching it with. And so I felt bad, like, oh, this sucks. It feels like they're just watching it because I haven't seen it, you know? I'd happily watch it just because someone in the group hadn't seen it. Because this is a good movie. And that's what Steven presented himself as doing. But then a couple days later, he's like, yeah, no, he said that he had never seen it before. And in fact, what he was trying to communicate on Saturday was that you had seen it before. You, Grayson, had seen it before. Thanks for trying to carry that, Stephen. I don't, I don't have any, like, because I, I don't think he did lie about that. But that's a really, str- how do you mess that up? You know? <laughs> if it's any vindication to you, I also... From my understanding of what Steven said, I thought Steven was saying that he had already seen it. Yeah, because he had, he, but he had not. Right. Yeah, okay. Like, we're on so the same we're page. on the same page. Yeah, we okay. are on the same page. Just the tone of your statement there sounded like, well, to be fair to Steven, blank. No, no, no. To vindicate you. <laughs> okay. To agree with you. I see, I see, I see. No, I'd feel my more vindicated the other way around where I was wrong and just misheard. You know, I'd feel more vindicated if, or I'd, no, I'd feel more mentally sound, rather, if you were like, yeah, Steven said he had never seen it. And then I'm just like, oh, I guess I missed that, right? Because that's, in my head, that's a lot more reasonable than whatever When are you just going to learn? Steven lives in an alternate universe. His reality does not coincide with ours. When are you going to learn that I interact with Steven at least three times as much as you do? <laughs> so it's a little harder much. to just, you, have you know, much. pass it off as like, oh, silly Steven. You know, you, you, just you got to cut down on your Steven time. I guess so. Shoot. I guess so. Uh, what, what were we even talking about? Oh, I, it's Pulp Fiction we watched. Yeah. And good movie. Yeah, did I liked you enjoy it. it? I, I, did, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It's a very strange movie. It definitely is. Um, Like, I don't know. I thought, yeah, I don't, I guess kind of my biggest takeaway, just a strange movie, but an entertaining one. But at the same time, I thought the main girl from the poster was going to have a bigger role. And she was just kind of like a character for the beginning, you know? Everyone's kind of just a character. Like there's no real main character. There's like a series of stories. Yeah. Which is hard to explain. I think I tried to explain it to you when we were getting into it. And probably did a terrible job, and I'd probably do a terrible well, job. Well, no, now. because I asked who's like, is, I, so basically, based on how the movie was going, I asked the question, like, this was like very early on, too. I said, Is there even a main character in this? Expecting the answer to be like, No. Because, like, that's, again, like, it felt like that's where it was heading. It's going to follow, like, just different stuff, and, like, we're not going to get too attached to anybody. Um, and then Steven said, What do you mean? That's the main, John Travolta's main character. And then you were like, Well, he's one of the main characters. And so then in my head, I was like, oh, okay, so there are main characters. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, no, my natural, my first inclination was correct. Like, it, it was just, there are a bunch of, it's an ensemble cast. Yeah, kind you know? of. Yeah. So, but Steven was indignant when I asked the question. Okay. Oh. Which, by the way. Why did you get so loud? He'd never seen the movie before. 
What also was he telling true. me about? What the heck? So that's why I got so loud because I just connected those dots. Huh. Probably watched the review about it and you know, does he even watch movies? Does he just watch people talk about them and just pretend like he did? Steven's like, never seen that summer movie. <laughs> He's never seen 500 Days of Summer? Never in his life. Oh my goodness gracious. I would believe if that were the only movie he had ever seen. <laughs> you know? I I absolutely would. It's just... it's. I mean, in a way, he's right. John Travolta is kind of the main character, but I, I think Samuel Jackson's character is probably more of, like, if you had to pick a main character, probably his character. I guess so, but, I mean, we spent, like, just as much time with the boxer guy, you know? And, like, I guess we spent just as much time with each of them as, like, the main focus, right? Mm-hmm. So, because John Travolta was in the background, I guess, for more, like, in the Samuel L. Jackson part, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no clue, Gray the Gray. I also I had no clue that that movie, Pulp Fiction, is the one with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what I had done is gotten it confused, like not confused, like I reversed the two, but confused where I just combined the two mm-hmm. with Clockwork Orange. And I don't just because I've never seen them, and they're both known as very famous movies. Oh, you know, but Clockwork Orange is supposed to be a lot more like trippy then. I think so, and that one's about... I don't know if I've seen that one. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, maybe I have? Man, I'm going to turn into Steven. I guess so. Shoot, at least yours is like... I I will believe you along the ride. With Steven, it's like, you might be lying just bold-faced, and for what? <laughs> but, okay. I don't think I've seen it, but I, I, I've probably gathered it enough from enough parodies of it. Yeah. It's like about a criminal who they show videos to and then they're trying to like reform him and then he goes insane again or oh, something. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Something along like those lines. Like psychological thriller then? Yeah, something like that. Because this was like almost like the main genre of what Pulp Fiction was is like comedy, I feel like, above anything else, you know? Like comedy action. I would say action more than comedy, but there's definitely like some comedic elements. When I think action, I think of like very modern action stuff. Like I wouldn't call like most modern marvel movies well i guess that has more i don't i don't know honestly well those are superhero movies they're a category in yeah. themselves but let's say, okay but like for action like a pure action movie would be something like fast and furious or something yeah like that. and that's not nearly as like comedic as pulp fiction was yeah fast but i would furious. almost say like artistic or something like that would be a better term to describe what pulp fiction is mm-hmm. rather than comedic or even playful maybe as like a word because comedic makes it sound like there was like hard hitting jokes or something, uh-huh. which it just isn't. It's more like a a weird detachment from what's happening while everything's serious that makes it like the framing of it somewhat funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess in my head, it's like if you remove the comedy from it, it's not an interesting movie to me. Right. I guess you couldn't have the movie without the comedic elements because that's what it is. But otherwise, it's just a bunch of like gruesome bad stuff. But I, I feel like comedy is the wrong word for it because the, to me, when I hear comedy, I think of like there being jokes. And yeah. There's not really jokes that happen. I guess maybe just in, in movies in general, there's not like there's no there's other really name for no that. good names for these I think type of things. They just get grouped into comedy. You know? I guess. Mm-hmm. Comedic. Maybe comedic, yeah, I mean, a comedic action film. That probably works better than comedy action. Yeah. Comedic action. Yeah. For sure. But gray the gray is that basically all we did on saturday yeah kind of i mean you did tw before i i got there i did play the wrestling game with steven beat him and he beat me but today i beat him so we're back on the up and up whoa i know it's exciting stuff really truly as steven would say you probably cheated i definitely cheated by using guides yeah and then steven will just get on his computer and play when i'm not there and it's like okay great I'm cheating though, you know. I mean, it happens. You can't expect anything different. No, it's it's so fair. It is so very fair. One thing I do want to confront you on actually from Saturday that Me? you said, yeah, 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 and it's not like a harsh confrontation. Again, this is maybe an instance where I probably did just actually mishear. But did you say that the Buccaneers were in the Super Bowl, and you were asking Stephen how he felt about the Buccaneers being in the Super Bowl? 
because I remember at the time being like, the Buccaneers definitely aren't in the Super Bowl, but I didn't want to call you on it because I wasn't confident. But I got home that night and Googled. No, it was the Chiefs. Yeah. I probably misspoke. Okay, because then we had a whole conversation about the Bucks and yeah, Buccaneers. Yeah, no, I, I was talking about the Bucks because I like their logo. That was the other day at the oh. BD Irish pub because they were on the TV. I don't know why we talked about the Bucks. Because in the my Chiefs head, versus you the said Niners. that they were in the Super Bowl. And I was I was going to say something, but I was like, I know way less about football than either of these two. Either Ben and Grayson, at least. I don't know where Steven's at on the football spectrum, right? But I'm very, very low on it. I'm not on the spectrum for football, right? Except for the XFL. I'm very on it for the XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. But no, they're definitely not in the Super Bowl. No, they aren't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, you are absolutely correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But then I thought maybe Steven just brought up the Buccaneers for some I other reason. sincerely don't remember how that conversation went. I'm so So sorry. it is very possible that I was just saying Buccaneers this all willy-nilly. So, because the team you left out was the one with Taylor Swift's boy. The and she, so in she, my head, I was like, all the big news this week has been that right. Taylor Swift's going to the Super Bowl. How is that possible if the Buccaneers are going? No, you're so right. It doesn't huh. make sense. Thank goodness. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember the conversation well enough, apparently. Thank goodness. Grayson, one of my observations I've had like in compiling all these little lists for the podcast week after week after week after week is that I feel like I always used to put in much like, I don't want to say depressing, but much more like topics that are just like bummers, you know? Not in the sense of like, let's talk about death right that was last week yeah exactly but more topics of like i don't know what i'm doing i'm terrified i don't know uh, do i want to stay in my major or do i not what am i gonna do what what, where do i get fulfillment in life and that was like a solid four years of the podcast and when i was making this list the other day not making it but i was adding to it i was thinking to myself it's been a while since that was like a weekly thing you know that's good well i think so right at least i don't remember it being a weekly thing that recent you know? Not really either. Yeah. And then from you, it's just kind of a pervasive theme that you hate your job at GameStop. Yeah, Stop, that, that's but... just life. Exactly. Well, I guess, but not really. <laughs> I'm here saying the opposite. That's just, I mean, I don't love my job, right? I like the tattooing, but that's not my job. But I like my job. I don't know. Yeah, I actively hate my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you were literally in the car earlier on the way to go get ice cream. You said that it's the perfect environment for you. There are some things about it that are so good because uh-huh. it's like the people I work with are fantastic. Yeah. And it's like a job that inherently filters people who are good at talking, fun at conversation, and just generally nice. That's GameStop for you. It's just a it's a great kind of environment to be in working. Mm-hmm. So it... it it's just good. <laughs> it's it's really nice working with those people. So it is kind of a perfect environment. It's just an awful, awful job. That would be insane, though, if GameStop were known for, like, having the most incredible service, like having a really tough hiring process and, like, the, the most rigorous interviews to make sure that you're, like, a charismatic person. Um, that'd be very cool. That'd be awesome. I But then also, GameStop will go out of business immediately, okay? I don't think it would work. I no. don't think it would function. That's no. really tough. Because they would hire all the charismatic people, and the charismatic people don't play enough video games. That's why they're charismatic. It's true. It's true. Also, they'd want to get paid more than what GameStop's probably giving them. The overlap would be very low. Yeah. And they would have to pay so much money. We're talking about the other GameStop, of course. They're, yeah. No. This entire time, we've been referring to your job as GameStop. Different GameStop. Completely Not the one you're thinking separate of, guys. corporation. Yeah. This one's local. Um, <laughs> yeah, the local GameStop. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, oh, did you have any takeaways from Pulp Fiction? I guess we moved by it kind of quickly, aside from saying it's I was so sure Samuel L. Jackson died in that movie. Oh, but he didn't. No. I guess I misremembered. So I was just re-watching Rocky Horror Picture Show the other day, and I was so certain that in it, the main guy, Dr. Frankenfurter, the evil scientist who's also transgender, um, they... Uh, sexually assault the wife of the main couple, like the two main characters, right? But then the wife is like, actually, I kind of like this. And then they end up having sex and he, she cheats on the husband, right? And then the very next scene, oh, I thought that was it, right? I thought that was it. Like the wife cheats and oh my gosh, she cheated. I didn't realize the very next scene is a complete dupe 
of the scene where the wife just cheated, well, kind of cheated because it started with sexual assault, right? Mm-hmm. But the same exact thing happening with Dr. Frankenfurter sexually assaulting and then having consensual sex with the guy, the husband of the couple. Um, Because in my head, I was always like, well, she cheated and like, but he didn't. But no, they both definitely, because it was without knowledge of the other happening. Like, mm-hmm. And again, both were predicated on sexual assault. So I don't even know how to broach the conversation, actually. But I always thought the girl was the only cheater. That's kind of sexist of you. And to be fair, the girl does cheat again immediately afterwards. Because she sees a video of her husband and Dr. Frankenfurter being intimate. And then she goes and she has sex with the makeshift blonde super gorgeous model frankenstein you know i really never want to watch that movie i mean i think i realized why i like it so much i I don't well i don't know the the deep why i like it so much okay i don't know if i want to go there but at least on a very surface level it was the first time i'd ever watched like a musical where i wasn't really like i don't like musicals in general right i don't care for them I, I probably it's closer to an act of dislike of them but this was the only time i've ever watched a movie slash musical where like the actual scenes playing out i'm less interested in than the actual like when there's music happening and they're singing i'm like a thousand times more locked in and i'm like this is fucking awesome you know where the music actually like adds to it yeah like i think the music's great like i think it's it's like because I just listen to the soundtrack and you get the whole story of the movie, you know? Tim Curry is also really cool. Tim Curry's great. It's an incredible... That's his first role. How can you not watch it? No, That's the one sexually assaulting people, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of got, course, of that. course, of course. Um, I'd rather just watch him in The Muppets. Or Clue. That's so valid. But then you miss out on songs like Sweet Transvestite, sung well, by Tim Curry. Well, I've also just heard it. Do you like Sweet Transvestite by Tim no. Curry? It's such a good song. It's such an introduction. Um, to a character, Gray the Gray, you know? I'm sorry. I feel like it, it definitely gets it all out there right off the bat. Yeah, so no, and it's supposed to be like a shock thing. You have no indication. Like, if you are going to the movies and you just pick this movie, like, it's 1975, right? <laughs> and you're going with your wife to the movies. You have no indication for the first 15 minutes what's about to happen. And then it's just a shock when that song kicks in, you know? Um, so it's it's great. It's a wonderful time. It flopped in theaters at the time, to be clear. Mm-hmm. It was not a commercial success. But Well, to be fair, so did Scott Pilgrim, and that's a great movie. I've never seen that one either, you know? Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot one. about it. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay, okay. But Gray the Gray, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? We definitely got to get you watching The Goonies. I don't think. I've, I've really, I'm already going into it with a bad attitude, but it's like such a kid movie. And I think it's one of those things that if I didn't watch it as a kid, I'm not going to. Like, it's one of those things that if you watch as a kid, you love it your whole life. I didn't watch it as a kid. I'm going to have no attachment to it. Uh, maybe. Hey, you go. Oh, funny. Like, what? That's my current headspace going into. It's not a good one. We're not starting at a great place. You just got to be more open to these things. That's that Jay speaking, JC. The J- I was so open to Pulp Fiction. And guess what? I enjoyed it. You know? I'm open to things I'm not predisposed to not like. Wow. I don't know why I'm not, or why I am predisposed to not like Goonies, but. Yeah, that's crazy. I just, like Pulp Fiction, again, like I was aware of it, but I had it completely mistaken with another movie, you know? Whereas Goonies, I just heard so much about it. It's like, okay, I get it. Their kids are going on an adventure. They probably do some really adult stuff for how old they are, you know? Um, probably say some quippy, fun things too, if I had to guess. I mean, not a ton. Okay. It's not a comedy? No, it's funny, but it's like. It's situationally funny. It's like yeah. they fell off a ladder. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. There's a little bit of slapstick from the the criminals in it, kind of like Home Alone style. But I see, I see. That's not as much the, of that. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I've obviously I've listened to that radio show I listened to for forever now, right? Since before this podcast started, it's part of why this podcast exists is because I listen to that talk radio show on Sirius XM. It's based out of New York City, and one of the hosts is a comedian, right? And they've had comedian guests on, like, multiple days of the week, every week, for, like, years and years and years. And I haven't, like, it's been a couple years at this point, but comedy is at, like, the peak it's ever been since we've, like, been alive, which is kind of insane. 
And so it's sick seeing that all the, I just want to have a little like hipster moment if I can for a second, Grayson. But all these people that I was listening to every morning with like 10,000 followers all have like over a million now. So shouts out, you know? I really like Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis is, well, he was on it, I think, before the SNL stuff, but only once. So I wasn't like a Shane Gillis guy. But he's, Shane Gillis is very good. He's hosting SNL. I saw that. It's insane. It's good for so him. It's so funny. You know? I think good that's so stinking cool. Him. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's very, very fun. But Mark Norman's one of those guys, too, where, like, I know I showed you his, like, stand-up back in, like, 2017, and you weren't feeling him. But now he's one of Joe Rogan's boys, and he's is over a million followers. Good for him. And Mateo Lane, he's a gay comic in New York, and he's doing great, too. He has more than all of them. Um, and so, wow. just shouts out to all these people. They're crushing it. Have you ever seen... Uh uh norm mcdonald's monologue like opening monologue when he hosted snl i i don't know i've seen a ton of norm mcdonald clips just because they're everywhere on the internet mm -hmm. but i don't know probably I mean, it was like a year after he got fired from mm -hmm. doing like the we get up there all that sort of thing um and so the whole monologue is about like i was fired for not being funny enough mm -hmm. now i'm hosting mm -hmm. i thought well i didn't get that much funnier uh -huh. The show must suck now, and that, that he just goes on about that. Yeah, and it's hilarious, and it's so, really good. And I'm really hoping Shane Gillis does a similar thing. But it's not going to be that he's not funny. Is he just going to say the C slur live on television? Because that would <laughs> whoa. <laughs> there was one. Uh, oh, who's that guy who's famous for like pulling out a gun and then just blowing his head off on live TV? I have no. I've never even heard of that. Oh, it was like one of those clips that went around the internet because it's just insane looking because he literally just whips out a pistol. Yeah. Blows his brains out. That's so joker um, of him. One time when on a podcast, Shane Gillis said, if he ever hosts SNL, he's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> his opening monologue. That'd be great. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. It would be an incredibly notorious moment that would go on in history forever. I have to be honest. I don't think he's prepared to blow his brains out. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. No, but it's it'd not be as... so funny. That would be really wonderful. It'd be great if he pulled out like a prop gun. That would be quite like, nice. baiting at it. Or you know what? I bet he wouldn't be willing to just like straight up kill himself for sure, for sure. He might be willing to play Russian roulette like live on television. And then if he dies, you know, like. It was for the bit, but like there was like a better than not chance he'd live, you know? I'd be down for that. That'd be great. I don't want to lose Shane Gillis. I think he's so stinking funny. He is. He's he's number one comedian in the world right now. It makes sense. It makes sense. But his it's so weird because I'll go and I'll look at his podcast that he does, like the the secret show thing. Matt and I don't know what it's called. He has a podcast. He's had a podcast forever. Mm -hmm. And it still doesn't get more than like a couple hundred thousand views. And it's like, how? I don't if he's as it. big as he is, why is it not bigger? It's insane to me, you know? It's worrisome for when you're the next president of the U.S. Are we going to be stuck at 20 viewers? That's the concern. Who's to say? Oh, it's tough, Grayson. It's a tough, tough life, but we live, we persevere. And I think we'll be back. Be back. I don't know how I combine those words. We'll be, we will be back. be back next week, I hope. Don't you? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, we'll try to do that. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. B-O-Y-O-B-O-I. B-O-Y-O-B-O-I. It's the podcast.